I was born with sickle cell 50, 52 years ago, and um, when I was born with sickle cell, every years, not many doctors knew what it was about. It was one doctor in the whole of the hospital that finally figured out what was wrong with me, and I grew up going to the hospital. I always say that I've had over 100 hospital admissions, five surgical operations, and over 20 blood transfusions. So I grew up with a lot of complications with sickle cell. Do you know that non-governmental organizations are working ceaselessly to make the world a better place? We see a future where young people are connected and act together as agents of change. I'm making the dream of.、Um... Children living in undeserved communities, and I am well known for championing children's right to education, poverty alleviation, humanitarian aid, where every child, regardless of your geographical location, healthcare, socio-economic status, or religious background, will have access to quality education. We are concerned about people's health and livelihood, leadership development, and community development. Yes. NGOs are working for the sustainability of all, especially the less privileged. Yes, yes. their voice deserves to be heard. NGO podcast is the voice of NGOs. I am Jimo Uluwatobishegun. Stay tuned. I. Do you know that sickle cell disease is the most prevalent genetic disease in the world, most especially in the African continent? It is estimated that more than 300,000 babies are born with the trait of sickle cell worldwide every year. While 75% of all patients with sickle cell disease live in sub-Saharan parts of the African continent, Nigeria alone accounts for more than 150,000 new births every year. <laughs> This is to officially welcome you to the fresh episode of the NGO Podcast Show. In case you are listening to this for the very first time, let me take some time to introduce this podcast to you. This podcast, as the name implies, Focuses on bringing the diverse and vigorous voices of global NGOs to people around the world by engaging in dialogue with founders and leaders in the NGO community, problem-solving challenges, opportunities, and best practices. And I am your host. I am Jimo Oluwatobi Shegun. You can simply call me J O S. And thank you for joining me again on this episode. This episode being the first episode in the year in the year 2018. I'm super excited to have an amazing guest with me today in the studio. My guest is a health practitioner, a certified health coach, the founder and the CEO of Sickle Cell Advocacy Management Initiative, a non-government organization which is based in Lagos State, Nigeria, West Africa. The organization focuses on educating individuals and society about sickle cell disorder. And to help and provide support to those living with the sickle cell disease, she is no other person than Toyin Adeshola. Having lived with sickle cell for the past 52 years, she has been able to educate thousands of people and provide support to people living with the sickle cell disease. I'm too sure that her story will inspire and definitely gives you all. Join me to welcome Toyin. Adeshola to the NGO podcast show. Okay, um, my name is Tony Adeshola. I'm the founder and executive director of Sickle Cell Advocacy and Management Initiative. 
I'm also a health certified health coach. Um, and my focus is to help people with chronic illnesses and their caregivers to live optimal and productive life. Awesome. That's quite interesting. You are speaking all the way from Nigeria, West Africa. Sound awesome. How do you feel yes. to be a guest on this episode? Oh, I'm so glad. It's, it's an honor, really. Um, I, I'm, I'm even happy what you're doing because a lot of people don't um, take time to put out what NGOs are doing. People just focus on the bigger, bigger NGOs who have maybe, quote-unquote, all the money and they are not really in the, in the fields as, as it were. So it's good that we, there's a platform for people like us who are on the field to be able to be known. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite interesting. It's quite awesome. Yes, you run an NGO like Rally Self a few minutes ago. You run a non-for-profit organization. That is why you have been privileged to be featured on this yes. platform. Yes. Would you please take some time to tell your listeners, oh, sorry, to tell the listeners about your organization, its mission statement, the goal, and lots more about the organization, man. Okay, um, Sickle Cell Advocacy and Management Initiative is an NGO which focuses on providing support, awareness, and advocacy with regard to sickle cell issues and people living with sickle cell and their families. And the main aim is to help people with sickle cell and their families live healthy, productive, and impactful life with the help of um, partnership with uh, other organizations. Wow, that's quite interesting. You're making, you, you made mention of sickle cell. Sickle cell, like your organization focuses much more on sickle cell, like raising their awareness, increasing their awareness, yes. and trying to provide at least solutions to the sickle cell or the, the people that are affected with sickle cell. Yes, according to some, yes, 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 according to yes. many publications here in Nigeria and abroad. Yes, uh, many newspapers, research, and stuff like that. It's quite obvious that Nigeria has the people as in the it takes the highest vote when it comes to people that are infected with uh, sickle cell. Yes, like on your website, yes. you stated like okay, sickle cell anemia affects over 4 million people in Nigeria alone. That's on your website, and uh, which is the highest yes. in the world. Which says that over, yes. over 150,000 150, new children, 150,000 children were born annually, and it's quite estimated. Yes, and it's quite estimated that maybe like 90% of stuff like that are affected with this sickle cell and the mayor, right? What, what was your take on this? What, yes. what, what do you think might be the cause of sickle cell? Maybe for, for the listener that, who doesn't know much more about sickle cell, will you please take some time to, to enlighten the listener about sickle cell, the cause, and okay. the okay. effects on the people? Okay. Well, sickle cell is a genetic blood disorder. You inherit it from both parents. And it is inherited as a result of the genes of both parents. The most common gene I will use as an example is if both parents have AS genotype. If the mother is AS and the father is AS, for every child born, there's a 25% chance that the child will be have the sickle cell gene. Now, now it's for every child born, not the wolf that people used to talk about. So it's not like one out of four children. No, for every child born, there's a 25% chance that that person is will have sickle cell. Now, sickle cell, as I said, is a blood disorder, and it occurs when um, the uh, unlike the normal person whose blood cells are round and soft, has a sickle shape that is like a banana shape and hard. So the challenge is that because of the way it is 
Oxygen doesn't have chance to move around our body as much as possible. And after a while, they can get stuck and in the blood vessels. And that getting stuck is, is when you have pains, different type of complications from what they call leg and, and hand syndrome, which is swollen legs and falling leaves, which hurt. And then the crisis pain, which is the most common, a vascular crisis, which is, is a terrible pain, uh, bone pain crisis. And it can affect anybody, can affect any part of the body. It can be leg, it can be hand, and it can be all over the body. And then um, people have described the pain. Some have described it worse than labor pains. For those who have had pregnancy, I always describe it as is worse than slamming your door, your finger on a car door because I've had my finger slammed on a car door and the, I didn't cry as much as when I have my um, crisis pain. So it is really terrible pain. And with sickle cell, there are other complications because the blood cells get blocked in different places and stop oxygen from flowing properly. You have different complications from stroke to blindness to organ damage to leg ulcers. There are so many complications that happen, and that is why we need to educate people um, about sickle cell, about knowing their genotype and making right choices when they are going into marriages. It's amazing. I love the analysis. Like now, you're speaking like, like I, I, I would like to ask, are you a professional in this field of sickle cell? Maybe you studied the course at school? Maybe you, you went for a special course about, uh, about sickle cell? You know, because you're speaking like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, like a professional about sickle cell. He knows the in and out, the pro and cons of sickle cell. That's quite interesting and quite awesome. Now, I would like to ask him, like, yes, I've came, I came across your your, your book, your book, uh, mm-hmm. stand, stand, still, still standing, still standing. Yeah, it's quite awesome yeah. and amazing. Yes, now, you know, I believe that I didn't wake up in a day and just thought of starting something, maybe like, you know, right a day maybe you think like okay i don't have something to do okay let me just find something maybe i want to start a non-for-profit organization no it's not done like that i believe that it, there must yeah. be a cause there must be a cause a cause in the sense that something yes. that caused like a reason behind something yes sir. so exactly what what, what what was the incident and the occurrence that prompted you to start this organization probably will share your story with the listeners and I, you, you understand yeah. what i'm saying can you tell them the incident yes. and the occurrence that prompted you to start okay. this organization. If you'd like to tell your story for them, yeah, it's awesome. You're welcome. Please yes. go ahead, Ma. Okay. Um, I was born with sickle cell 50, 52 years ago. And um, when I was born with sickle cell, every year, not many doctors knew what it was about. It was one doctor in the whole of the hospital that finally figured out what was wrong with me. And um, I grew up going to the hospital. I always say that I've had over 100 hospital admissions, five surgical operations, and over 20 blood transfusions. So I grew up with a lot of complications with sickle cell. Um, in 1973, during the Alimus Go period, before I'm sure some of us may know it in, uh, if they are around that time, um, there was a um, student riot in, in, in the university because my father then was working in Unilab. And um, I went into crisis. And they had first rushed me to the um, hospital in the, the clinic in the in the lab. Then found out that my issue was worse and now transferred me to Lut. And unfortunately, they found out that I needed a blood transfusion, and the blood transfusion unfortunately was infected. That caused infection in my in my system, which is called septicemia. And one day I was trying to turn, and uh, when um, I had a snap, and it found it was found that discovered that I had dislocated my hip. My hip has 
separated from the joints that is supposed to be together. So I was rushed to the theater. They did an operation and I was put in, in POP like a trouser. Just imagine wearing the trousers. But POP, I know POP is hard. Yeah. So I was in bed for about, very, I was in bed, bedridden for about six months, um, trying to recover from, from that ordeal. They finally removed the POP and I started having to use crutches. Because of this and all these complications, my, my parents said, don't go to school again, because I had to stop from at from one. Don't go to school again. Just stay at home and learn um, handcraft and stuff like that that can occupy you. And Because they were afraid that I'll keep getting sick and all that stuff. So uh, at one point in my life, I just realized that my life had more meaning than just staying at home. And apart from this... Um, um, dislocation and having to use crutches. I started having leg ulcers, which is one one of the complication, complications that some people with sickle cell have, which are ulcers that refuse to heal. They can take anything from three years to ten years to heal, depending on how well it's treated. So I had those, and it was depressing time because I had to start learning to dress my wound and everything. And um, but there, there came a point in my life I decided that staying at home wasn't me. My friends were already in university by this time. And I said I wanted to go back to school, go back to do my degree. And um, well, what I decided, I told my parents, look, get a teacher to come and teach me at home. I like all these handcraft things, but my life is more than just handcraft. I want to head back to school and complete my, my university degree. So I did a crash course in WIAC and JAM. What people did in five years, I did in two years. Hmm. I now entered Lagos State University. And um, I must say it was a difficult challenge for me because with a disability, and you know Nigeria, we don't have um, sure. disability-friendly yeah. places. Yeah. I had to climb like, like five, five flights of stairs hmm. to get to my classes and everything. And um, that didn't even stop there because sometimes I'm in examination hall and I can, I can just go into crisis. Hmm. So my papers, I have to drop it and you have to rush me to the hospital because of this, I had an extra year in um, Lasso, but that didn't stop me. I finished, did my NYSE, but I now, when I left, I said, considering my help, I don't want anybody to stigmatize me with job wahala. <laughs> if I fall sick, I don't want somebody to tell me that you didn't come to work today. Yeah. At least, if it's my own if it's my own business, if I don't come to work, it's my own problem. So I started the... <laughs> it's true now. Yeah, you're <laughs> you right. Just... You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's your money, is your problem. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I started a cake business. Um, and my confectioner is... Um, which, uh, I thank God, that's one of the benefits of having to learn stuff with your hands. Because my parents were like, creative and do stuff with your hands since you can't go to school but that's also equipped me to do to do a lot of other things and that's why i'm so creative today so i i, I did that for 15 years um when i when i finished um before i finished um that um baking experience business um something told me to write a book my mother was waiting for a book i know sometimes if, what do i have to write you feel that your story hasn't ended like what people people would yeah, would expect what or what people expect. To, what people would read. exactly you feel that oh you're there's no nothing much to write about no one is going to hear my story no one's going to love me speak like that right 
Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but my grandmother was like, she was hopping and waiting. So I just, I just said, maybe it's not, it's not my story. I will start writing stories. So I used to write children's stories and all that. So when she died, you know, the day she died, I said to her, ha, this woman has gone and she never got to read the book that she had been telling me that she, she, she wants you to write. So I decided that day, I decided I was going to start writing the book. And I started writing. It took me about three months. And I published it to celebrate my 40th birthday. And um, at that point, I started getting calls from everywhere. It was very, very surprising. I got a call from there. I now got a call from Adesua show back then. I got a call from Fumi Oda's show. The newspaper people were calling me for interviews. I was like... I was so marveled that you mean people really appreciate my <laughs> exactly, and um, I had grown people telling me that uh, people that men I was like when they read it they were crying. I was like, ah, you mean this story is like this? Sure. So when I was on <laughs> exactly so so when I was on Fumi or that show, one of the people there was like after they listened to my story and they were saying, ah, now why don't you be an advocate for people with sickle cell? And I was like, oh, advocate me, I get my own problem, you know. Yeah, you know this sure. thing about all yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I left it. I just ignored her and continued her life. Then I had a leading because in, in school I gave my life to Christ back then when I was in Lasso. And I always have this leading from the Holy Spirit to do something. So I had a leading from the Holy Spirit. In fact, it was more than a leading, it was like a push. Go and do this angel thing matter. I was like, ah, I beg, I beg. And then, funny enough, my cake business was just dropping down for some reason or the other. I now realize that, man, God is telling me to do this thing and forget this baking business matter. You know, I was really stubborn, but I think it was the last straw where I made a 80th birthday cake and it was a total disaster. <laughs> the customer complained, so I had to return some money back. You know, that's when I realized that, told you, before... It gets worse because luckily this person was a relative, so you can placate them. But before it gets worse, just go and listen to God as you are supposed to and do what you are supposed to do. Yeah. And that's how I now I now started the angel because I was hearing a lot of misnomer and people's misconception about sickle cell and how people are in sickle cell are being treated. Yeah, ignorance. I now they don't know yes, at all. And people, there was one guy who called me all the way from. He mean Benin then saying that his parents said he shouldn't bother going to university, that he's going to die anyway. He should just sit at home and just manage himself, you know. And uh, so I was like shocked. I said, well, there has, that means by the awareness is not there and the support is not there. So I now decided, okay, let's start this NGO. And um, in 2005, we started it unofficially. Um, but by 2008, we registered it as a full-fledged NGO with the purpose of supporting people with sickle cell, both physically and most importantly, emotionally and psychologically. Wow, this is quite interesting. I have a nice and awesome story. You know, I told you the last time you sent me the, the audio book, like, okay, when I was listening to the, the audio book, I was moved, like, I want to cry sometimes. No, it, it's so amazing to see someone that, that has passed through a lot like this that has passed through the you know there's a call that says if, if we have someone that passed through the fire of adversity you know and, and it's not get burnt that person is it's really a champion that's who you are you know passing through different different passing through different challenges maybe from people like okay you can survive this from people, okay you don't need to you don't have anything to become alive 
like you know you know you know you know, you know the public the, the way people believe this thing about about sickness and stuff like that it's it, when, exactly. when, when, when it gets stuck into your brain and you be like oh i'm just down you know the, the thoughts sometimes will mm-hmm. just get you down suppress you now exactly from your story i realized that okay three things like okay like you put on your website now is that, okay the challenge the three challenge that you put on your website that many people are facing maybe sickle cell mm-hmm. patient the, the challenge they are facing is the challenge one ignorance <laughs> you know ignorance yes due to ignorance maybe they suffer they don't know what's you know if there, there's different between understanding something and there's different between knowing something if you know something exactly you need to understand how it really works now Many people exactly. are, are ignorant about sickle cell. That's why they they, yeah. they, they they have many challenges from from external pressure from friends and family, mm-hmm. from the public opinion yeah. and stuff like that. Two is the stress financed. Maybe okay, you you have sick someone have sickle cell disorder and they only afford they can only afford you know exactly their medical treatment. Sure, yes. and the third yeah. one is low medical reports. Yeah. You know, uh, mm-hmm. sorry, medical support, you know, lack of medical support okay. and stuff like that. Me, I want to put the fourth one. The fourth one is, uh, the challenge, the fourth challenge I want to put is low, mm-hmm. low family and friends support. You know, when, when, when you don't have support from friends and family. Yes, no, like, exactly. Like, like, I, I came across when, when I was listening to the audio book, you, you may mention stuff like, okay, your, your friends, you, you came across a, mm-hmm. your friends who, who supported you that time. You know? Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Sure. Now. These challenges, these four challenges, ignorance, stress finance, low medical support, and uh, low family or uh, friends and family support. Yes. How do you yes. think this can be copped? As in, this can be copped. Maybe your organization is working towards this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you think this can be copped as uh, in our country? You know, how do you think this can be copped? Uh, and what, mm-hmm. what, what can you say about big ignorance? Maybe li- people listening to this right now, maybe they are ignorance, uh, ignorance about uh, sickle cell and stuff like that. Me too, I'm ignorant about sickle cell okay. before, but I, I, my, my guest, mm. my guest in the episode, sometimes ago, she, she also does something like sickle cell, but then I, I got educated, she educated me stuff like, you know, many people are listening to this and they don't really know much more about sickle cell. Maybe they know more about sickle, sickle cell, but they are ignorance of the, they are ignorance of the right information, you know, and the wrong, mm. the wrong information, is very very dangerous it's very very dangerous so mm. what can you say mm. how, how do you think like you know people being ignorant they are stressed by finances so low medical support mm. and low family support how do you mm. think that this challenge yeah. can be copped or reduced um i think basically awareness awareness i always say there's when people say oh people with sickle cell die die young and all that i say for that, for that first, first of all that one is a myth there's even a 92-year-old I know that lives with sickle cell in Nigeria. She's one of the oldest people in, in the world that lives with sickle cell. <laughs> and there's 70-something, I'm, I'm 52. Wow. So that myth of 21-year-old is, is, is just a myth. And the challenge is that when you start telling your child that, ah, you will hear that, ah, my sickle cell, you're not going to be anymore. Of course, you're not start affecting the person's mind. The person starts believing it. Yeah. You know, and and the truth of the matter, there are three things that, the three things I say that, affect people with sickle cell that help them that get them to die at the longer one mismanagement on the part of the hospital or the doctor that's one then mismanagement on the part of the family you know yeah. and three mismanagement on the part of the person living with sickle cell themselves because you have to know apart from relying on a doctor 
who may or may not know how to manage your disorder. You yourself have to know your body. Sure. Everybody's experience with sickle cell is different. Yeah. So you have to know what triggers your crisis. You have to know what helps you better. So that when you go and meet a doctor, you are armed with your own information that you can educate that person to that. Look, no, I'm allergic to this drug. I don't take this drug. Like for me, I'm allergic to some drugs. So I'm already prepared. When they start arguing with me, I said, no, I have this condition, so I can't take this drug. Then you know that I, I understand what I'm saying. And they, they are, they are there to, to accept it, you know. And then management on the part of the family, sometimes because of the expense and the burden, then emotional and financial burden the parents feel, they begin to neglect the, the, the child. They begin to put the child down. They begin to make the child feel that he's less than nothing. And emotional states is more critical to me than, uh, than physical state. Because if your emotional state is bad, your physical state would now start get, uh, getting affected. That's why they say one of the challenges of living with um, sickle cell, you shouldn't be under emotional or physical stress. So apart from the physical stress that we say we should, they shouldn't do, you shouldn't be under emotional stress. So when you're getting affected psychologically and then when this crisis pain comes, it comes to a point in your life, you say, look, I want to end it. I'm tired. I give up. I've, I want to give up emotionally, definitely, physically, your body has given up. So I always tell you, education is key. Educate yourself if you're living with a disorder. If you're a family or a caregiver with, with managing somebody with sickle cell, educate yourself on how to manage sickle cell. And for the hospital to learn to how to manage. I see nurses, the way they treat some of us, you'll be surprised. You know, it's really shocking. Somebody was telling me I should be used to the pain by now. You know, so you have you have different... And it takes a lot of willpower and strength on the part of the person with sickle cell not to give up. So I, I, I would say positive mindset on the part of the person who's living with sickle cell and then educate education, education. Because education is the one that can break every frame of ignorance. Of course, because over the years, a lot of people have their own mindsets and beliefs. Sometimes it's difficult to change it, especially for older people. But that doesn't stop us from opening our mouths to educate people. Unfortunately, because of the stigma, a lot of us with sickle cell don't like to talk. They don't even like to tell anybody that they have sickle cell, especially if it doesn't show. You know, understand? So, you know, because people have a mindset that people with sickle cell are sickly, they are thin. They are, no, but they are fat people with sickle cell. They are poor people with sickle cell. You know, everybody has their own experience with sickle cell. So, but um, because of the stigma, a lot of, there's not much talking about it, you know. And if the people are talking about it, it's always people who are not living with sickle cell. So people don't understand or get the ramification of what these other people are talking about because they think, oh, they're just talking from no experience. So it's probably not that bad. But living with sickle cell can be really, really bad, especially if you don't have that family support and it, the the support and the help of a person with sickle cell starts with the family. Thank you for staying tuned. I believe together we can all make the world a better place for her. You can bookmark our website for more interesting and amazing episodes to come. www.ngopodcasts.com.ng www.ngopodcasts.com.ng ngopodcast.com.ng On the next episode, my guest, Tony Adeshola, will be telling you much more about our organization, how they have been able to work for the past nine years and still working ceaselessly 
to create a SQL cell-free generation. She will also tell you much more about their past projects, their present project and the project we should be looking forward to from the organization. And of course, for NGO leaders out there, Tony Adeshola has some fantastic advice for you. She will be sharing with you some of her challenges and how she was able to overcome them. I'm sure you don't want to miss the next episode. Do join me on the next episode for the concluding part of this interview. I'm still your dear friend, Jimo Uluwatubishegun. You can simply call me JOS. For inquiries and advert placement on this podcast, do send me an email, jimo at ngopodcast.com.ng. Jimo at ngopodcast.com.ng, which is spelled as J I M O H at ngopodcast.com. I'll be expecting your mail. And before I go, don't forget, you have a vital role to play in the human race. Government cannot do it all for you. We're ready to do yours. How we do this with you sometime soon. Till then, keep impacting your world positively.